If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, welcome uh, everyone to the program. We got uh, two great guests coming up uh, today. First hour, Terry Wolf will be back with us. And second hour, Joe Allen. Uh, he's back with us to talk transhumanism. Uh, he He's the transhumanism uh, expert over at Steve Bannon's War Room. Uh, also, if anyone wants to see me speaking Spanish today, um, there was an interview that I did dropped by El Mercurio, uh, by Antonio, who works with Daniel um, Esselin, uh, I believe. They got a huge YouTube channel, and so they dropped that uh, today so you can uh, hear me and, and Tony speaking in Spanish about what's happening in the world and what is happening in the world cj hopkins bad news he sent an update the berlin state prosecutor has appealed his acquittal so again he's an american that expatriated 20 years ago like i did um for different and similar reasons he went to germany uh and basically he tweeted during covid 1984 that um the german health minister was um acting like a nazi by implementing the nazi COVID measures uh and they want to put him in jail for two months or have him pay a fine of 3600 euros so he won his he was acquitted and they had one week to appeal the acquittal and that they did total kafka-esque dystopia so um yeah that's going on you you will eat the bugs bloomberg reports today that u.s cattle herd shrinks to 73 year low in blow for beef lovers says the u.s cattle herd shrank to the lowest level in more than seven decades as ranchers continue to send their cows to slaughter threatening to keep beef prices at stubbornly high levels for consumers for at least another couple of years while eroding profits for meat processors. So the long-term strategy of Davos, um, like it says here, erode profits for meat processors so they eventually go out of business, keep the price of meat high so we can eat our steak every day, and then eventually we will want the bugs. And then after the bugs, uh, we'll be eating soil and green, which is people. That that is our the wonderful future that Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and all of their friends have planned for us. <laughs> Good times. Uh, COVID nineteen eighty four some scandal out in in Canada. Shocking internal report into the the Nazi health pass. Um, the Canadian Nazi health pass arrive can finds shoddy bids, non existent contractors. This is National Post. Today. So it says the Arrive Can was a relatively simple government smartphone app that somehow managed to cost $54 million. The app's initial budgeted cost was just $80,000. This is like Banana Republic stuff, folks. Um, $54 million for an app. Uh, then you had the Canadian officials pocketing some of that money, I, I, I would suppose. And it says that in one instance, the the ombudsman found that 76% of ArriveCan subcontractors did not perform any work. 
This is literally the stuff that happens in banana republics. There you go, Canada. That's that's uh, the corruption, big time corruption for you there in in Canada. Um, let's hop over to Greece and see how the algorithm ghetto is faring in Greece. Football fans in Greece intending to watch games and stadiums now may have to buy match tickets using a government digital ID app launched in 2022. Aren't they sneaky, these governments? Hey, you want to watch football? Football is huge in soccer. Football is huge in, in Greece. You got to download the digital ID app, you know, upload your IDs so we know who you are. Uh, and then you got to use that to buy a ticket to a football game. So this is how it's going to be in many countries. They're going to roll it out this way that way i wonder if mexico they're going to make it you know man mandatory to buy tacos with with <laughs> digital uh id absolute insanity um uh, what else we got going on there's a great i think uh substack from emmanuel pastrick who i've had on the program he says joe biden is a weapon and he was doing some digging and he concludes i think he's right he says it seems as if the Biden campaign is run by a set of contractors working as PR agents, but who tells them what to do? After going through the website, I came to the painful conclusion that they are getting their orders from lobbying and private intelligence contractors like Booz Allen Hamilton and probably from three or four. So as to spread the money around to make it more difficult to trace the responsibility. But then the, the question is then who gives the orders to those contractors? Uh, you can go to his Substack for more info on on that and i think he's right it's like biden is not running anything kamala is not running anything it's just this this network team uh, of globalist corporatists behind them um and speaking on that biden has tapped john podesta to replace john Kerry. so we're going from bad to worse here right john podesta was caught up in all that satanic baby sacrifice death worship stuff couple years back so yeah uh and and uh speaking of elections Li Feng dropped a new one um he says that censorship industrial complex enlists UK misinformation group logically.ai to meddle in 2024 uh election they've been in talks with states and the DHS to expand social media surveillance for the presidential election later this year we can, I mean, basically we can see now that the the elections are being run by the intelligence agencies who are running social media. So, the, and with what people like Dr. Robert Epstein have said, how Google, big tech, Silicon Valley can just sway elections any way they like. I've given up on voting. Seriously, I'm not voting anymore. They, they're, it's not, you know, it's, it's who counts the votes, right? And they're, they are obviously, look at this. They're just, it's, it's a sham. It's, it's like, uh, what do you call it? World Wrestling Federation. It's a reality show voting. It, it has become the big tech and intelligence agencies are they're the ones shift. You know, it's they're committing fraud. It's a fraudulent um, election. How do we get out of that? I got no I, idea, but um, a quick uh, reminder, if you've got an upcoming community event, rally, march, festival or founder fundraiser that could do with some free publicity, TNT wants to promote it for you. Simply visit the What's On Events calendar on the TNT website and submit your event details. 
and we'll get the word out, uh, helping you make a difference on today's News Talk ENT. Abroad or at home, this is your news. By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. U.S. Capitol Police have declined to make any arrests after investigating a video posted late last year on social media showing a congressional staffer having gay sex in a Senate hearing room. Here with the story joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Yeah, thanks, Sorori. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, A U.S. Capitol Police spokesperson has this to say about it, quote, For now, we are closing the investigation into the facts and circumstances surrounding a sex video that was recorded inside the Hart Senate office building on the morning of Wednesday, December 13th, end quote. Uh, Officers consulted with federal and law local prosecutors and completed a comprehensive investigation. Uh, According to the spokesperson, quote, it was determined that despite a likely violation of congressional policy, there is currently no evidence that a crime was committed, end quote. Okay, well, this video in question was filmed in 2023 by a staffer for Senator Ben Cardin, a Democrat from Maryland. Mr. Cardin, who said he was angry over the development, later fired the staffer. Uh, one Aiden Mays Cesarowski. Uh, Mr. Cardin's office said in a statement to news outlets, quote, we will have no further comment on this personnel matter, end quote. Mr. Mays Cesarowski, who uh, says this in a LinkedIn post, quote, I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated, and I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters, end quote. Uh, Mr. Mays Cesarowski later deleted his LinkedIn profile. Uh, He previously worked for Senator Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat from California, appeared in a 2020 campaign video for President Joe Biden and was part of Friends of the Earth. According to the LinkedIn profile, quote, engages with diverse coalition groups, including various Native American tribes and dozens of congressional offices to analyze the effects of local pollution problems, end quote. That's uh, describing his work for Friends of the Earth. Uh, Furthermore, quote, authored research papers on the socioeconomic effects of drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge as part of a team that successfully lobbied for the cancellation of oil lease sales, end quote. According to the Daily Caller, which obtained the video in question, the video showed two men having sex in the room. The video was circulated in a private group. According to Daily Caller, uh, the private group was called, quote, for gay men in politics, end quote. Okay. Uh, Mr. Cardin's office said it wasn't sure whether the staffer had booked the room in question. Uh, According to the spokesperson for the U.S. Capitol Police, the hearing room was not open to the public when the individuals entered, but that he had access to it, the staffer, uh, because of his job. Uh, The spokesperson said, quote, the two people of interest were not cooperative, nor were the elements of any of the possible crimes met. The congressional staffer, who has since resigned from his job, 
exercised his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and refused to talk to us. Our investigators are willing to review new evidence should any come to light, end quote. Um, and yeah, Harbori, plenty of people have, you know, made some correlations between this and what has happened to some people who were, you know, hanging out there on January 6th when they weren't supposed to be there. Like the guy who put his foot on the desk, I guess. You can't put your your fully clothed, booted foot on the desk, but this is okay. What do you think? I mean, it's just more of the same. The left, uh, nothing happened happening to them, and anyone who's not on this globalist, liberal, Marxist, fascist left—I prefer calling them fascists now—they um, uh, they they get in trouble, uh, right? And I don't even care what sort of you know what type of sex it was if it was and you know hetero or, or homosexual it, it, it's the same and it's um not something you do in, in those types of venues not very um diplomatic and i just when i read his linkedin post or what, what he said what what you relayed um i just get more of that like um entitled attitude like i have been attacked for who i love to pursue a political agenda it's like no wait you are having naked sexual intercourse in where where the government meets like what are you even talking about again they create this alternative reality that doesn't exist i, I mean seriously and he says while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment Again, I love my job. I would never disrespect my workplace. Um, again, like we have the evidence and he's saying I didn't do it, but you did it. It's just, just I mean, if if I, you know, if you're caught in that situation, it's like, okay, you got the, yeah, I screwed up. That's, that should be the reaction. Not like, you know, it, well, you know, I, I, I don't know, Ruckus, your, your further thoughts. Well, you know, one does wonder, I suppose, uh, I'd rather not. But if that's he doesn't consider that disrespecting his workplace, I can only imagine what he has in mind if he decided ever to do exactly that. Like, what would a guy like this do to disrespect a workplace if what he did is totally cool? I, I don't want to know. Um, just saying. But um, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter what type of sex this was that's not the point and then you're also right that there's this like oh i'm the victim here no you were the one who like they're they're taking just normal observation of things that are unacceptable and making it seem like we're the crazy ones and that we're we're mean and hateful it's the, the this constant knee-jerk reaction with everything like hey i'm sorry we don't like the idea of you pushing this trans ideology on two-year-olds. Oh, what? Why do you hate trans people? No, I don't. You know, it's the same thing over and over again, our boy. It's all they got. That that made me think of this great meme. I wish I had it at hand, but it was talking about um, people who say pun intended. Uh, and it said, and it's funny because it said, have courage, say, um, or well, no, when people who say, uh, they they didn't intend the pun right and um and it was saying have courage you know say pun intended which is what i've always done i don't care like yes i'm intending this this pun and it's like again that's the attitude that we should have if you screw up and you're caught like yeah i did that it was bad uh i deserve what i deserve but no i just can't stand it with these people who just like you said they, they flip everything or oh i'm i'm the victim now sorry all right uh 
Ruckus. Thanks for that. Catch up with you in a bit. We got Terry Wolf coming on to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We got some video clips today uh, as well. Feel free to call in or leave comments or questions through the uh, through my email or the chat. We'll be right back. TNT's Mark Morano. This just in. We have a new way that's proven effective in dealing with climate protesters who deign to block highways, streets, and other public areas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this appears to be the most effective way. We have a uh, we have a field shot, a correspondent on the scene. Let's go to clip four and take a look at how to deal with climate protesters when they block your way on your morning commute. I don't want to see protests shut down. But obviously, when you're blocking traffic and you're doing that, you need to be dealt with. I thought this was a great vigilante way of dealing with it. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40. California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a thousand dollar a day fine. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, you know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. You have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them. This is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live.
long time no speak returning to the broadcast is is uh, terry wolf I, I guess it's terry terry thursday uh how you doing terry i'm doing good it's good to be back i loved when i can get on to tnt twice in one week and uh you know talk about what's going on because at least nowadays there's never a shortage you can i'm sure you know that doing multiple every day but uh, it's like you go away for two days and there's a new batch of news. So uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's insane. And um, I guess uh, we'll be talking about, first thing we'll be talking about is the uh, this idea of a second American Civil War. Uh, Bazelet Anna, Analyzer was with me yesterday and he does a lot um, of analysis of literature and, and film. And we talked a little bit about that. Uh, and um, he doesn't think, I think he said he doesn't quite think it's going to happen. But a lot of people are talking about this um film titled civil war that's coming out uh in april by alex garland but uh, a few people are discussing th this film and we're gonna show a clip now this film is uh it's, it was put out on the ides of march right march 15 1997 it's titled the second civil war it's a satirical black comedy film made for the for hbo um and it says the film set in the future U.S. in which immigration has rapidly uh, increased, resulting in a fractured polyglot society. The mayor of L.A. speaks only Spanish. Rhode Island is populated mostly by Chinese Americans. And Alabama has a Sikh congressman. And politics uh, have been openly reduced to a matter of catering to various ethnic groups for their votes, uh, so on and, and so forth. And then it says that at one point, uh, a major uh, the war starts when the u.s army um the president decides to, to to sick the u.s army on the idaho uh national guard before playing the clip um any thought uh, on this terry i know i've seen people talk about this too online as predictive programming as as you know that somebody knew that this would happen in the future almost like this was a an insider sort of view of it. So I'm curious, I haven't seen it myself, but I'm curious, uh, you know, the more you analyze it, does it seem like it's actually predicting or is it just sort of making fun of issues of the day at that time that we're, and we're still dealing with those same issues? Yeah, and uh, I, I did obtain a copy of that 1997 film. So later this week, I will be uh, watching it, but let's go, let's go play that first clip. Busloads of orphans being unloaded the other side of the border here. Pakistani orphans, where, according to our information, busloads more are expected to arrive today. Does anybody here speak English? Kill America! There's nothing left of it anyway! They've blown up the Statue of Liberty. I'm ordering you to remove this roadblock. My orders come from the president. SNAP has just learned that America is on the brink of civil war. The federal troops have attacked. There is war. The second civil war has just broken out. That is why I'm closing the damn border. So that that last clip made me think as well. The the journalist, the propagandist journalist, says the the second civil war is breaking out. And I'm just thinking about if they pull something like that in the future, because 
if something happens, it could just be a scuttle, right? It, it, it doesn't mean it's a civil war, and it'll be that'll be important for in, in the in the minds of, of people. If if so, if something right. does happen at the Texas border, it could just be a little skirmish, and, and and yeah. But if you get the media planting that idea, second civil war has begun, and it's like okay, now we're off to the races. But uh, do you have any other thoughts on that clip? Well, the clip itself, it's very interesting to me. I wonder if that is how they promoted the movie, or if that's somebody selectively editing just certain parts of it because the trailer that i saw when i just looked it up uh it looked hilarious it's a it's a comedy it's it's got a bunch of uh satire on the conversations that are happening between politicians about immigration and they're just trying to use the whole immigration system to flood certain districts so that they can get votes in the uh you know in in the electoral college and so it's actually a the movie is a commentary on how politicians use immigrants to to swing votes in different districts and you know they're making fun of all these racial stereotypes and it's you know there's a bunch of saturday night live uh, alumni in there and it's like it's a comedy it looks actually pretty funny but in that clip it looks very dramatic and they've got this serious music behind it and i kind of feel like this is almost like somebody decided that because there was a movie called the second civil war and we're we're concerned about that kind of thing now they decided to just selectively edit it to make it look like this was predictive programming when i'm pretty sure this was more of a a reflection in the 90s already of how politicians use immigrants um and you know yes it leads to stuff in the movie like blowing up this statue of liberty which of course is related to the idea of immigration you know has the famous um inscription about the immigrants and, and the huddled masses and all this kind of stuff and so it does it doesn't seem like that movie is predictive programming it seems like people now are trying to predictively program that this was predictively programmed you know to, to try to convince us that there was a plan for a civil war which um is kind of weird because i think that the fear hype around a lot of these narratives like you said if the media suddenly weighed in and said we're we're looking at a civil war well that itself is what would make it a civil war if everyone suddenly gets hyped up about it like we have a story maybe we can get into it after the after the headlines but uh of you know florida sending troops to texas right now so you know is something's building up there is it pr or is it real yeah we'll find out on the other side of the headlines uh, oh, 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 here's some more potentially bad news tnt radio news for tnt this is james o'neill ukrainian president volodymyr Zelensky is reportedly planning to dismiss the country's top general valery zeluzhny according to cnn and other news outlets U.S. Congressional Republicans have criticized Ukraine following the discovery of an embezzlement scheme by the country's security service, SBU, involving high-ranking defense ministry officials and a private arms manufacturer. The Oregon Supreme Court ruled on February 1st that 10 Republican senators cannot run for re-election. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Before looking further um, uh, on the current um, Second Civil War uh, scenario, we're going to play the clip from the trailer uh, So of, of this new uh, 2024 
Civil War film that's coming out, I think, in April by Alex Garland. So we can, can sort of um, see the difference here. Let's let's play that clip. Nineteen states have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything. Are you guys aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America? We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? <laughs> the Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! We're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. All right, so I've got different scenarios here. Like, I can honestly, Terry, I can feel it going either way. I would rather not there be a civil war. And so I could uh, kind of, as you were alluding to earlier, you know, maybe it's not, just, it's not gonna happen. Uh, or or maybe we're gonna go into it. Um, or or maybe some third kind of scenario where we get a whole bunch of skirmishes where it's, it's somewhere in between where we don't quite get to civil war um, and, and things sort of, um, are hashed out before that and as you mentioned there are the, the some of the latest stories are that another state deployed you mentioned florida deployed national guard and then you get the guy um heading the secessionist movement he says that texas is getting closer uh, amid the border dispute and then you've got um time saying no texas can't secede and the border fight is about politics more than uh, policy. Uh, any further thoughts uh, there? Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised that Florida, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, he's planning to send a thousand National Guard members. That's a lot. I mean, if it was if it was 200, that would be a lot. A thousand is is theoretically supposed to be a deterrent against, you know, federal forces, I would think. I mean, um, 
is, unless those are all supposed to be just to try to contain migrants and it's and it's that serious i don't know but um yeah he's he's making that move that obviously looks strong on his part it's showing the deeply conservative side of him so it the argument is that and like this time article says that it's about politics and optics and appealing to your base not not that there's actually a serious threat of this going to a war or civil war or succession it's more like these conservative governors want to flex that they're anti-democrat and they're anti-illegal immigration and so they're they're making these moves although i will point out um there's a, also an article from this month about biden supposedly saying that he would send f-15 fighter jets if there was uh, a war with texas and this was supposedly a hot mic uh snopes did a you know snopes likes to debunk this kind of stuff they did an article on it they couldn't debunk it all they could do was speculate that it was probably ai and so here we go again with the deep fake uh side of things where even if joe biden did get caught saying he would send f-15s to to blow up you know texas uh national guard you know it's being dismissed as being ai so i don't know if it is or not but um the snopes is speculating that it was you know a, a deep fake basically so this is the level that is happening in reality is you know we've got movies we've got satire they of course like to dramatize it and make it very sort of um clear cut whereas here you know we're in the age of ai and deep fakes and psychological warfare and it seems like i believe if anything was going to happen there um there would be forces in place to coordinate a sort of rehearsed um like it's not going to happen organically there would be a false flag there would be an interruption there would be some cell that would activate and then suddenly now we have a civil war quote unquote but it's being led by federal you know by the cia basically to do some sort of coup internally or something like that there's no way it happens organically that's my my conclusion in all this well i think that is a strong point i would definitely um agree with you and i'm just wondering what if the the feds start the second civil war and no one wants to come because i also had that <laughs> thought where um people these days you know they're pretty comfy with their fast food and netflix and i'm just like wondering that could be a problem for them too like people just like nah you know and then and then what uh you know nothing much um going on uh there so um all right uh let's move on then to the eugenics um topic of with with fox green who's been on uh, my show and on other people's shows here um in TNT uh and it talks about the he talks about the maid program in Canada and I think it's a powerful clip um and I fully agree with him so we're going to pl play part of that clip uh, right now that's a choice that we make as a society right this is a choice that we make as a society to say that we want to make it easier for people to kill themselves than to live this is like the fun the thing that we we base our society on right is whether we make it easier for people to live or people to die and right now we live in a sick society that makes it easier for people that say you know what the choice to die is easier than the choice to live this is a fail this is the failing of our society and this is what needs to be rectified this 
is a Nazi position. This isn't like, oh, this isn't like I'm a little leftist calling somebody a fascist because they're like, they're mean and they're bigoted and uh, like, no, this is literally, this is literally Nazi policy. This is it. Medically assisted deaths could save millions in healthcare spending. That is a Nazi policy. This is the useless eaters policy. The same justification that they used to start killing people uh, based on eugenics and um, people who were not fit to breed. Uh, they had to get rid of the people who consumed too much and cost too much, much money to keep around. The people who are a, a supposed drag on society. This is literally Nazi policy. So this guy, he says in a in a resource limited healthcare system, anytime we roll out a large intervention, there has to be a certain amount of planning and preparation and cost has to be part of that discussion. It's just the reality of working in a system of finite resources. <laughs> oh, have, have you guys, have you guys heard that before? This idea that uh, we live on a planet with finite resources. That sounds so familiar to me. I feel like I keep hearing that over and fucking over again. All right. So that was uh, Fox Green. And I think he made a strong um, point. And I like how, you know, he, he, I like the term that he used, that it's fast, fascist and Nazi. And I think that's more accurate even than communist. And some really big accounts on Twitter who do really good work have made the point that the the left and the Democrats get more angry when you call them fascist. When you call them communist, they don't care. And I think this is true. That really gets under this their skin more. And so let's call the left fascist Nazis, because that's what they call us to try to get uh, uh, under our skin, uh, right? But this made program, and I've seen other reports as well. Some Canadians, uh, Terry, were recently making videos, warning, saying, let make a lot of noise about this now, because if you don't, your government's going to then um, create made in, in, in their uh, in your country. Your further thoughts on this clip? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this since the beginning. I've been all over this. I think um, we've even talked about the possibility that because mental health is one of the things they look for in this suicide program, and once you're determined to be, you know, a danger to yourself or mentally unwell. They could basically take an innocent, healthy person, call them crazy, and then um, kill them. I mean, it's it could be a form of dissident uh, erasure if they really wanted to, if they kept pushing it. So this is, I mean, that's a slippery slope fallacy maybe, but it's also nobody would have guessed we would have gotten this far unless you were willing to look into how dark um, these people are. But I would say in terms of the, the fascist and Nazi thing, you really have to understand that the nazis didn't invent any of that they were taking from british and american ideologies that existed before them here's a quote from george bernard shaw um, I, maybe i won't read the whole thing but he says uh, you know i don't want to punish anybody but there are an extraordinary number of people who i want to kill not any any kind of unkind or personal spirit but it must be evident to all of you you must all know half a dozen people at least who are of no use in this world 
who are more trouble than they are worth. And I think it would be a good thing to make everybody come before a properly appointed board, just as he might come before income tax commissioners, and say every five or every seven years, just put them there and say, sir or madam, now will you be kind enough to justify your existence? And there's a little bit more to the quote yet, but this is this is a British, you know, intellectual, uh, in some sense being darkly satirical, but um, America was doing actual eugenics before the Nazis. The Nazis took that from Americans. And so this is a very American uh, and Atlantic sort of Milner group, um, you know, Rhodes Society sort of uh, concept. And if it comes back now, it's actually just sort of a callback to the eugenics technocratic sort of movement that predates even the Nazis. And so uh, to me, that's even more chilling because it means that it is, it, it's been around the whole time and it, it could very well happen again, except we would do it under a different style, a more politically correct style than the Nazis who were openly about a, a master race and and trying to weed out the undesirables in their society. We tend to dress things up as more of a compassionate, you know, liberal idea somehow. Yeah, and you are correct. I've, I've discussed this before. It's, you know, when, when you say Nazi eugenics, people get it. But when then, if we go back to the further history, because the British uh, uh, American elite backed the Nazis. And so what phrase do we have there that people would uh, understand? You know, it's it was the Rockefeller, or Rockefeller, Carnegie and those types of folks that um, were, were doing this stuff and backing First, doing it in the U.S., like the first gas chamber in the U.S. Um, you know, Edwin Black documents how governors in the U.S. were pre preparing to open up in the early 1900s camps to send uh, people to their death in America who, who were undesirable, disabled people. And so, yeah, that, that, that's a tough one. We, we do have one more clip uh, that uh, deals with uh, these issues, but we'll play it right uh, when we come back. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Hey, Australia, what is going on over there? A university professor has been fired after he called out Swedish green agenda activist Greta Thunberg on social media. Now, let me ask you a question. Why is this person seemingly immune from being criticized? She knows nothing about how the weather and climate actually operates. She's led a climate strike for I don't know how many years. That's called truancy, or it used to be called that. And yeah, if someone criticizes her, this is what goes on. In any case, in a post on X, renowned Australian human resources professor, Andrew Timming questioned the double standard of Thunberg's social media messaging. Just days before Christmas, Timming was fired from the college over a single ex-post. Timming was a faculty member at RMIT University in Australia. So I have to ask you, what is going on over there? I mean, seriously, you can't criticize someone anymore? Especially someone, I mean, wasn't her 15 minutes of fame done five years ago? It's unbelievable. You know, I hope folks wake up to this because we're trying to wake up a bit in the United States. I think the coming cold in Europe is going to wake them up again. I think the coming cold in the United States is going to wake some people up again. But I'll tell you what, people have to wake up globally as to what these people are about because it's not about climate and weather. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog. And since I'm the climate and weather watchdog, I should know if it's about climate and weather. Asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. 
When the world's endangered animals need help most. When their lives are at greatest risk. When they would otherwise be lost. The International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Don't forget to check out Terry's work at wolfpox.com. You got his books there, his socials. Uh, remember again, he, he was huge on TikTok, seen by millions in his Substack, winterchristian.substack.com. We have this clip as well. This is out of uh, Britain now. Um, and it just goes back to what you were saying, Terry, that this elite you know malthusian eugenicist world view is really emanating out of the english-speaking world particularly britain and that the fact that we're having this this discourse in in the commonwealth canada uh us you know australia new zealand type um country, countries uk right that this really seems like this is the 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 source and so this guy's talking about having children uh, and then later someone makes the point which is an excellent point that wealthy people who don't have any children um also have a far bigger uh, carbon footprint because they're eating more uh, expensive foods and buying multiple cars and going on vacations they could have a larger footprint than uh you know a mexican family of of five or six you know who are eating um you know living a frugal lifestyle and like it, it logically it doesn't even make sense what he's saying but let's play this um the clip of this guy saying not to make babies i think i just want to draw a, a circle if i like um so I, I warned the producer i was going to do this so i'm 64 years of age um that circle represents all of the wildlife that was on the planet when i was born just just 64 years ago and in that time with the eight billion of us that are now there with all the food uh, wood, transport, housing that we have to provide for them. We have destroyed 70% of nature. And what would you In say? In one generation. And I just think, Damon, there's a moral issue here. How can we pass that on to the next generation? Okay, I get that. Trust. But say you live in, you know, Milton Keynes are watching us this morning, whatever. Why would that be your responsibility? Are you contributing to that? Every single child in, a, in an industrial country like ours is around 500, 500 tonnes of carbon over their lifetime. That's equivalent of a thousand years of electricity for a household. So each child has an impact. And what we're saying is one is great, two is plenty and three is selfish. Gosh. OK, well, Nicole, I mean, how do you feel about those kinds of words? I mean, lots of parents don't actually plan to have three and a third one comes along. I mean, does it suddenly make people um, almost feel some sort of moral dilemma for their own contraceptive failings? If I mean, it just enters a whole new sort of moral maze, doesn't it, if you have language like that? I'll be honest, I feel quite angry by that kind of language. 
Um, as one and four, you know, just for me, I just, um, no, I'm sorry. We've got a lovely family and the idea of that three is selfish is just... But what about, this, what about the comments Donica was making there about the destruction of our wildlife in one generation as a consequence of a huge rise in our population? I mean, that's partly... Did you say you're one of four? That, that, you know, your one mom's of four, oh. absolutely. Um, but then actually, if I've got friends that don't have children and their lifestyle is very, very different to our lifestyle. So we have children and we're kind of in the same sort of area. We don't really go on many holidays. We don't really do much. Whereas those that don't tend to have children have got more money. So they've got more free money. So they tend to have more holidays and their carbon footprint could be higher in other ways. Mm -hmm. so I think, I think, that I think that's a very, happen. very good point, Nicole. I just want to get Donica's opinion on, on the point that Nicole's making. There. Well, this, this story came from a, a family that, um, that wrote in the Daily Mail that she's having three kids. And yeah. she was saying they go to... Um, they fly every year to Canada. So every extra child is 2.6 2 tonnes of flight. So that one child taking one flight for every year will be the equivalent of 10 houses worth of electricity. You turn off everything in a house for 10 years for that one flight for that child. But Donica, just to say, you know, have fewer children doesn't mean that the people who don't have kids aren't committing climate crimes. A lot of people I know that don't have kids have one or more dogs and the carbon footprint of a dog, for example, is, I believe, worse than, than a four by four Range Rover. Uh, don't be stupid. You're, you're, I highest it. Well, because it's not, Donica is probably more equipped to explain that, but I believe it's got a high well, carbon footprint. One of the problems with, with large dogs is that they eat a lot of meat, and meat has got very high uh, carbon footprint. Uh. Even the fact that GB News is playing into the game and using words like climate, uh, what did she say? Climate crimes. Um, crimes, like, that's ridiculous. And the fact that we're now calculating the, the value of a human being and in, in this way. And he said the third, having a third kid is selfish, you know, and I've been considering very strongly, I want to have a third kid. Uh, and now I think I'm going to do it. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm imagining my third kid when, the, when they get older, they'll say, you know, why'd you decide to have me? And I literally would say, because Don McCarthy said it would be selfish to have you and I said, he, he, you know, it's you can thank Don Don McCarthy for for your <laughs> existence, your your further thoughts, uh, Terry. I mean, if this doesn't drive home the point for people, I don't know what would. They are openly talking about children being evil. It is original sin. It is talking about in terms of criminality. This is the rhetoric of a sociopathic, anti-human death cult that is gearing up in some way, on some level, to euthanize, to sterilize, to try to get you to kill your own species. They are, I mean, it is just the rhetoric of demons. What other, what other being would just hate humanity so much that they want to eliminate innocent children and what everything they're saying scientifically is backwards too. Um, if you have more people, they can be more productive. They can cultivate the land better. They can manage things better. If they're if they're taking care of property, having a huge farm with twenty kids would be an amazing thing. And carbon is not a pollutant. It's actually good for the environment. So everything they're saying is actually upside down world to justify their goal, which is depopulation. It's not like they started with proper science and then this is the logical conclusion they've reached they started with population control they've inverted the science to try to make it work and now they're pushing this 
legal slash religious framework of a sin of having children and being selfish. We joked about that, you know, about how having kids would be considered having human rights at all is considered to be selfish. You know, it would be, if you want to be a good citizen, you should be a slave. You should eat worms and you should, uh, you know, have a very short life and die. That's their idea of humanity. Meanwhile, of course, like you said, they're complete hypocrites. They enjoy all the luxuries they want and uh, they do just waste and spend and send humans to go kill each other overseas. It's it's a nightmare that they're creating in the name of uh, in the name of the green world order, really, in the name of Earth worship. And what I don't understand is how the everyday people around us, like they don't they don't understand this, or it just goes right over their heads. You know, just the message I got during the show from some friends here in Mexico, parents here in Mexico, they sent uh, a photo of the Agenda Twenty Thirty um the sdgs it literally says agenda 2030 it's got the sdgs and they said uh, and they couldn't believe it so it's it's a mother mexican mother here in mexico says i, I just saw the agenda 2030 the sdg circle colorful rainbow circle at this education center here in guadalajara in, in mexico and um she was saying that she herself says i can't i can't understand the parents like she says that I know some people that go there, uh, they take their children there. And I'm like, um, it, you know, they take them to a school that's, you know, full on SDG 20, 2030. And yeah, I, I just don't understand that, um, Terry. And we, we, we were going to discuss your Substack, but we'll get to that, I think, next week on, on Theosophy. But, you know, any thought on that? But and, and also maybe this other story that I mentioned, Bloomberg reports today that U.S. cattle herd shrinks to 73 year low and so uh basically they, they're saying here oof my my the bloomberg article froze but basically they were saying the gist is that um the price of the meat is going to stay high more less affordable for people and the profit for the meat processors is going to keep going down so i think over time lead to meat processors going out of business that i think just that's the same thing theme as of uh, what we've been discussing no World War III is the destru destruction of your own country by your own elites, um, and it is happening right now. They want to kill you. They want to kill your families. They want to destroy farmers, especially because they are self-sufficient. They create an abundance. It proves their entire theory wrong, um, that, that people are destructive and that they just consume. Actually, no, people are productive, especially when they work together. And when they have a pro-human attitude, and I don't blame people for not getting this because in, on some level, it's so evil that it's hard to comprehend. It's so dark that the idea, you could see it in those news broadcasters saying, you know, the women were immediately, this just sounds awful. This sounds evil. How could you say something like that? That's a genuine human reaction. And they're professionals who are trying to indulge this expert and even on air they have to say that this this is just awful it makes their stomach wrench you know just thinking of this uh this expert saying that we're selfish for wanting to have kids instead of celebrating life and um yeah so there's a cognitive dissonance element to this where um they bash you over the head with guilt and fake statistics fake science and then next thing you know, you know, people are 
God forbid, having abortions or whatever they're doing just to try to keep this population low while they flood your country with immigrants. Climate crimes? No, I would call climate changeism crimes against humanity. Uh, all right, um, Terry, we didn't get to it, but you just dropped a new fantastic uh, substack. We'll talk about it next week, but people can go to winterchristian.substack.com, wolfpox.com, find your books uh, as well. Uh, so have a great um, weekend, uh, Terry. Thanks.